It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast, David Locke, along with Ron Boone after a really impressive jazz win tonight over the Oklahoma City Thunder. They've turned off all the things in the building, so I'll have to read off Ron's sheet. 96-87 is the final score, and well, Ron, we're three games into the season. The Jazz played three teams that are projected to be playoff teams and, frankly, projected ahead of the Jazz. They arguably could be 3-0. and They've won their two home games, and the defense has shown up pretty universally. I'm crazy impressed by what I've seen so far. You know, now they know what they're going up against. Uh, now they know that, okay, we're good enough to, to, to beat these teams. We're good enough to finish maybe fourth, fifth in the playoffs, maybe. You know, who, who knows? You know, you never know what's going to happen, but... That, that measuring stick, I, I think, is very, very important, I think, is for Quinn, for his players, you know, trying to convince his players that defensively we can get it done. I think that's a really – so this is what I said to you to close our broadcast. I said during a commercial break, actually. Uh, I, I think there's an interesting game going on here with Quinn, trying to get his guys to understand, like, here's what we need to do to win. But what he's asking them to do to win is the hardest thing there is to do. Defend, play with incredible energy and tenacity every night. It's hard to do for 82 games. But he's now three games into the season, and he's got buy-in from them, and they've gotten results. If you get buy-in and you don't get results, you lose the buy-in. But now he's gotten buy-in and results, and that's a great sign moving forward. Well, it, it, and again, you know, as hard as they're working, and you and I watch training camp, we watch how uh, – and, and I, love his, I, I love his training camp. I love his practices. I, I love how he, he's, everything is on time, uh, and, and they, they flat out get it done. And when they're working on defense, he is walking from station to station. He's making sure that these guys are doing the right thing. And and how important is a closeout on a three point uh, on a three pointer? Uh, how important is is is, a, is is squaring up and, and helping out, but squaring up? I mean, those little things like that. He's asking his players, how important is this? And they're starting to see exactly why they work on this. The defense tonight just absolutely stifling. They kept the Oklahoma City Thunder under a point per possession tonight. They're doing it with three All-Stars. Interesting, though, shot attempts by the Thunder, which is a huge storyline. 26 for Carmelo, 19 for Paul George, 11 for Westbrook. And that led Colin Thomas just to ask us a question a moment ago. What's wrong with Westbrook? What was your thought? I don't think there's anything wrong with Westbrook. I, I, I think that he is trying too hard to be something he's not. And, and maybe that's stretching it a little bit with those comments because he is definitely not a, a, a facilitator or he's not, he's not a playmaker. Uh, is he a point guard? But, you know, he's not playing we, to his strengths. Last year was his strengths. Absolutely. And, and I think things are going to have to change with him. I'm so surprised at, at 36 minutes and only 11 shots. Again, he rebounds well. He it, it comes up with 11, re, uh, 13 rebounds, leads the team in rebounds, with, ends up with nine assists. But look at that, minus 18 when he's on the floor. Well, That's surprising. And it's going to be interesting to see. you. We did our pregame show here on Facebook Live as well, and you were talking about how he's facilitating, doing all these things, and I said, let's see what happens when they right. things go wrong. I, tonight's going wrong. Like, it's only their second game, and it'll be interesting. The, the story out of this, don't get offended, Jazz fans, is going to be about Westbrook only scoring six points tonight and what the impact um, – is uh, in a lot of ways. So we'll be. I just got a text from one of our coaches. I don't know if you saw that come across. They're so excited about the win um, on one of those things. So uh, Christian Stewart just asked a really interesting question. He's, or he made a comment. I'm going to turn it into a question for you. It, it's almost beneficial to not have a go-to guy, score night in and night out because of the simple fact of what 
do teams scout? It, let me ask you that as a question, Ron. Is that true? Uh, I'm taking the score. I'm taking that guy that can make plays for you. I understand where he's coming from when you have a team like this and you have to rely on something like this. Um, but I think I'm taking that score, that guy that can make everyone else better on the floor. And as excited as we are about the first games and really feel like the Jazz should be 3-0 and had Rudy grabbed a rebound and thrown a deep, held on to it. was foul. Right. No, well, and Rudy was foul going to the basket. But if Rudy just hadn't thrown that ball away. Right. The, the only thing that is worth noting, by the way, is our offense has not been good yet. Like, there are, there are no signs that the offense is actually okay. That, that it's going to take mammoth defensive efforts to be able to keep this going. Now, these are against pretty good teams, but Minnesota and Denver are bad defensive teams, and the Jazz offense was below what they allowed last year. I don't think either of them just became good teams. And the primary reason the offense is not very good right now is they're not going to the free throw line at all, and I don't know that they have the personnel to really go to the free throw line. And that's what I mean, that go-to guy, that guy that can put the ball on the floor, go to the basket, get fouled, create three-point opportunities, you know, those type of things. And, and right now you're saying that other than Rudy around the basket, Derek Favors it might be the only post-up player they have, and they didn't use him that much. And so we've basically been a perimeter shooting team and, and not, not a lot of layups. You know, fast break points here tonight was for the Jazz only seven, but only four attempts even though they're playing faster. Remember, we talked about this at the beginning of the year. They're playing faster, but that doesn't mean fast break points. That doesn't mean that you're going to uh, shoot early shots. It just means they're playing faster, getting into the offense a lot earlier. Ben, ben uh, Gridley says, amazing that we can get a starter rookie, get that experience early in the season against a team like this, and still get the win. Th- that's my point. The Thunder... People think the Thunder are one of the best teams in the league. I am not a believer in that, actually. Um, I think that the Carmelo acquisition is really a problem for them, frankly, and I think uh, tonight would be my eight-point example of exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, You know, if they didn't have – and I think eventually they'll have to make a change and have Paul George run that second unit instead of Carmelo. Um, But we'll see. But uh, it is – this is – I mean, to our point, and we agree with you, this is a buy-in win. This is – this is the win where your guys are like, okay, this is what we're doing. Now, we've seen Ricky Rubio for three games up close. There's nothing that they, they, they told us he wasn't a great shooter. That is still true. They told us he had a great game management. He looks incredibly free out there right now. I know that he actually was he commented how, how thankful he is to allow him to run a game. Mm-hmm. That Quinn's really letting him play the game and dictate games, and Thibodeau didn't let him do that. He didn't say that. That's me saying that. But um, the – I really. What are you seeing out of Ricky Rubio? I see just that, playing freely, um, and and if you if sometimes you're watching him play, if you just watch him, I mean he doesn't just stand around. He's always moving, passes the basketball, and he's going from one side to the other, even when he doesn't have it. I mean he's he's so maybe he is playing free right now. But I think the most important thing is don't hesitate taking those shots. They say I can't shoot. I don't give a damn. I'm shooting anyway. You know, and, and he's doing that. He's making some pretty big shots. I mean, they're, it, it's so I'm really impressed with him. He's the kind of guy that I would love to have played with uh, because you, you move, you're going to get the basketball. He, you know, I thought Quinn had an interesting comment. He was very impressed the other night with his passion to win, that he willed the team back in the game of the night. He really does play with a passion to win. And what I thought was interesting, I took a moment with Ricky tonight and to find out what he thought of his experience in Minnesota in the return, he goes, it is all right. It was the first time he's ever been curt and short with me. Mm-hmm. They lost. Yeah. It wasn't all right to him. They lost. There was nothing about that experience other than he wanted to win. Yeah. This is what um, Rubio is going through right now. He, I mean, he's very excited. He's very excited about um, 
I guess what I'm saying is that the opportunity to play in a system that complements him, that's going to let, as you just mentioned, going to let me, you know, play the way I want to play. And you know, I think it's he's just going to, I don't know, get better, hopefully. How about jingling Joe Ingles tonight? Joe didn't hesitate one bit tonight. I mean, he, he boy, he took one 30-foot three-point shot tonight, and I'm thinking, uh-oh, you know, and I looked down at Quinn. Quinn didn't jump up and get upset or anything like that. Joe was feeling it, ended up making five for nine, and, and you and I were wondering at the beginning of the year because a lot of his threes last year were uncontested threes uh, where he had plenty of time to shoot them. Uh, got the skip pass a couple of times, and he had to get the shot off very quickly, made them. So he can make that shot. So we can throw that other stuff to bed that he could, could, he can only make. Interesting note on Joe Ingles. He was really quite poor on back end of the back-to-backs last year. Oh, really? And uh, really struggled on back end of back-to-backs. So that's a good night uh, for him. Before we wrap this up, a lot of people are commenting about Epe Udo. What was his plus-minus again tonight? What did he do tonight? Epe Udo was, he was plus 11 plus in 15 11. minutes. This guy, he's he's really, those are important. This is the question. We, we asked two questions when the year started, at least in my mind. What's the value of defense and what's the value of depth? Yeah. There are two things in the league that are not valued. The value of depth is showing when Epe Udo plays 15 minutes and you're plus 11 when he's on the floor. Five rebounds, two of them on the offensive glass. One for three from the field. And you and I talk about this a lot. And I know you and I know everything and we see right, everything. You know, but the guy that can make an impact when he's in the ball game in a short period of time, that's Epe. That's him. He gets the job done. He might not play anymore in 15, 16 minutes a game, but you know he's out there, and he does he does some good things. Well, I'll wrap it up with this thought for you. I said when I got this schedule came out, if the Jazz could grab two of their first four, the schedule's not particularly difficult for the next ten. I think it is. I'd have to look at it exactly. They're, if they can keep this type of tenacity and this type of effort up, there's some wins that are there on the schedule after these first four, and that – it really could propel them, again, to believing in who they are and what they are and what their personality is. And the other thing I think is very important is it's going to be hard to play here. Teams are, teams are going to come in here and be like, oh, gosh, we got that tonight. And that matters, right? No nightlife and a hell of a good defense. It's great to have a home court advantage. It is. And you're a large part of it. Thanks for being a part of the show tonight. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Postcast on Facebook Live on the Utah Jazz account. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.